Welcome to the Brigham Medical Education Research Podcast. We will be discussing Brigham authors and their medical education research. I am your host, Caitlin DeCastro. I'm here today with Dr. Rebecca Sternshine to discuss her publication in the Journal of Academic Medicine entitled Nursing a Healthy Balance in Medical Education, a Case for Interprofessional Education. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you for joining me today. So what got you interested in this topic? Well, so actually, I saw a call for letters to the editor at Academic Medicine when I was just scrolling through my Twitter feed, clicked on it and read the brief. And I thought, oh, this looks really interesting. They, they wanted descriptions of first experiences that people had during their health professions education and didn't really give that much more direction than that. It was a very broad topic, lots of really interesting, potentially reasonable and appropriate answers, because basically my experience in medical training was everything was the the first time. But I kept on coming back to this one idea that I think maybe comes a little bit from my experiences working in the ICU. And that idea was just how important it is to learn from and work with our non-physician colleagues. And then I, I started thinking back to, you know, the question that they were asking for was, tell us about the first time that this happened. And I kept going back further and further and further until I realized this is like pretty early in medical school that I think I first realized this and and decided that I wanted to describe that experience because it just kept coming back. I kept learning it over and over again, not just listen to your colleagues, the nurses, the respiratory therapists, the pharmacists and everything, but learn from them, respect them, respect their experience and their training and understand that it's different than our own medical training and that has value. Why do you think this is so important and what impact it'll have overall on the medical education community? I think that now more than ever, there's this heightened sense of camaraderie in the hospital and learning together is the foundation of working together. So I think that encouraging people to actually learn from their interprofessional colleagues and interdisciplinary colleagues will help us to work better and function better as teams. And, you know, as I said, my experience is in the ICU, but that's not the only place that there are teams in the hospital. Literally everywhere in the hospital, we're constantly working as teams with groups of people from vastly different backgrounds with vastly different experiences. And Everyone has something that they can bring to the table. And if we start at a a very early stage in our training to instill that sense of it's time to respect others, listen to them and learn from their different experience, then when we actually are all trained and working together on the wards, I think that it makes for a better experience for everyone then as well. How do you see this playing out during the age of COVID? I think that COVID has really brought the interdisciplinary aspect and interprofessional aspect of care to the forefront as we realize so much how much we rely upon other people that caring for one patient in the hospital requires so many different team members to participate and contribute in various different ways. So that's just in the care, the day-to-day care of patients who have COVID. But in terms of trying to figure out, trying to learn and understand what's the best for these patients, what's the evidence going to show us for how we should care for these patients. That's also taking a very interprofessional sort of approach. And my experience has been that people are reaching out to colleagues and, and being respectful of their experience because there's recognition that 
that, you know, it's always worthwhile, but there's so many gaps in our knowledge about this disease that it's really pushing us to respect other people's experiences and really try to come together to learn what should we do. How do you plan to really integrate this into future research? Or are you already researching this or is it still in the idea phase? So yes, I'm currently working on developing an interprofessional curriculum for the medical ICU that integrates education for nurses, NPs, PAs, and MDs. We have one of our ICUs here at the Brigham is integrating the use of NPs and PAs much more substantially than they have been in the past. And so this is a great opportunity to figure out, number one, what are the differences in terms of what these healthcare professionals need? Is it different in terms of the learning needs than our medical residents, than our fellows that we tend to have in the ICUs? This is going to be a different environment because there are different people in it. And also they might have different learning needs. And then also just the work environment there's going to be a different dynamic. We expect this and we know this from literature that's written about integration of advanced practice providers into the ICUs between nurses, NPs, and PAs. And so I think that that will also come to bear upon how are we going to educate all of the different people who are working together in the ICU. So at this point, I am in the needs assessment phase where we're designing tools to try to gather some information about think might be necessary or what people feel like they need or is missing because we've started having NPs and PAs working in the in the ICU for the last few months but it's really just the beginning and and also this has been right in the middle of the of COVID that all these changes have happened so I think that we're going to find out that there are a lot of things that we have not been doing that really we should be doing. And hopefully we'll be able to create a system to help to make better, but also to potentially study that in a systematic way so that we can learn something for the future and and to apply that to other situations potentially. With COVID and so much learning being pushed to online and being virtual, do you think that'll have an effect on interprofessional education as well? I think it definitely will. I think it's going to have an effect on everything that we do in medical education because I think that there's nothing that can completely replace the experience of being in person and learning at the bedside with a patient. We'll never be able to really replace that. But I think that there are certain things that are done better and more easily when we're doing them in a virtual environment. And we probably would have never realized that unless we were pushed to start doing things in that virtual environment, because everyone feels a little bit uncomfortable about whatever it is, doing things differently. Everyone feels a little uncomfortable about change, right? Mm -hmm. Doing anything differently than if you are going to teach differently the way that you were taught, if you're going to run a session differently than the way that you have been running that session, there's always like a little bit of resistance to that. But I think that we're realizing that there's a a lot of good in the virtual environment and especially in terms of accessibility of the education. So rather than having to have everyone in physically in the same place at the same time, you're really able to reach a lot more people. So I think that that will definitely continue. But I think that we'll have more of a hybrid um, kind of system for our education going forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. I really appreciate it. And it was very fascinating to learn about where this started and where it will be going.
Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Special thanks to the Brigham Education Institute at Brigham and Women's Hospital, and thank you for listening.